I have been listening to Audible for years. It just started with a free trial and my favorite Ellen Hildebrand book. And then once I realized how much I could accomplish in a day, like cooking for the kids, cleaning, organizing the house, you name it, um, while being entertained, I was hooked. It has all of my favorite fiction books, but it also has our favorite books on natural birth like Mindful Hypnobirthing, Birth Without Fear, Birthing From Within, Natural Childbirth, The Bradley Way, just to name a few. If you use my link, you can get 30 days free of Audible. Just go to audibletrial.com slash birthnaturally. And I suggest starting with Ina May's Guide to Childbirth if you haven't already, because that is a listener favorite. So once again, just go to audibletrial.com slash birthnaturally for 30 days free. Welcome to Birth Naturally. I'm Kaylee. And I'm Kate. And we are sisters having a conversation about everything from med-free birth to natural parenting. Hi everyone, welcome to this week's episode. Today we're talking to Brooke and she's sharing her first birth story. You will hear her second birth story. (laughs) (laughs) Next week, Hilda has things to say too. Brooke's birth story was a home birth and she was on a career path. She had even had plans to travel right around her due date for an interview and right, a freak snowstorm kind of derailed her plans, which, you know, pregnancy, motherhood, that's kind of how it goes. Yeah, so we're fortunate enough to share her first baby this time and like i said you'll hear her next baby yeah, next ne- week next week you'll get to hear part two don't forget to follow along on instagram if you aren't already at birth naturally and check out our youtube channel because we are in the process of adding more videos to that and it's been a lot of fun so go check it out and tell us what you think they say giving birth is equivalent to running a marathon, but what about being pregnant and building a company from scratch while taking on the multivitamin aisle? That is the story of Ritual's founder, Kat Schneider, who started Ritual because she couldn't find a prenatal she could trust. So I just started recently taking the Essential for Women multivitamin, and it's been great so far. They are super gentle on my stomach. I can even take them without food, which is just very convenient. And yeah, it's great because I just want to fill some gaps in my diet. And I feel like this is exactly what I need. They're also great tasting. Like the the Essential for Women multivitamins have like this minty taste. So I'm so not used to that. I'm used to that like not so great aftertaste. So that's been awesome as well. So although I am not pregnant, Ritual has a prenatal that you can trust. They are made with traceable ingredients. You can literally look at a map and see where all the ingredients have come from, which is super cool. And you better believe I checked that out and I loved it. And all of the ingredients are vegan, bioavailable, and clinically studied key nutrients for before and during pregnancy. They're also non-GMO project verified, gluten, and major allergen free. So why settle for a multivitamin you're not 100% sure about? Ritual was literally built on trust, so you know it's the real deal. Ritual is offering my listeners 30% off during their first month. Visit ritual.com slash 
birth naturally to start ritual or add essential for women prenatal to your subscription today. Welcome, Brooke. Thanks so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me. Why don't you start by telling us a little bit about you and your family? Okay, so um, I'm Brooke. I'm 37. Um, I've been with my husband, Dale, since we were 16. Um, we got married at 26 and didn't have our first baby until we were 33, 34. We live in North Carolina. Um, our oldest daughter is three and a half. Her name is Beatrice. And our youngest daughter is nine months, and she, her name is Dorothy. Oh, cute names. I like this names. Yeah. We like old school names. So, um, Why don't you start by just telling us a little bit about how you started your journey to getting pregnant with your first? Sure. Um, so my husband and I, we weren't sure for a long time that we wanted kids. Um, like I said, we had been together a long time and um, I kind of hit that 30 mark and started thinking like, maybe, maybe we should have a baby. And we went back and forth for a little while. We had several good friends who had had kids and we really kind of liked our freedom <laughs> and how much it changed their lives. And so we were like, we don't know. And then um, I was in the middle of getting a PhD. And so I also was kind of thinking like, all right, how, what is this going to look like for my trajectory, my career trajectory? Um, and one day we just said, you know, are we going to do this or not kind of a thing? Like, let's just like rip the bandaid off. Because <laughs> I have gone back and forth so long thinking like, are we, aren't we? And so finally we just said, okay, well, we, I, we think we want to do this. And I had talked to a few people in my field um, just to kind of get a feel for what it was like to be a mom in academia. And several uh, of my mentors had said, like, you don't want to have a ba baby in January, right? Because that's when um, you're going to be on the job market. <laughs> and that would, be, that would not be good. Um, and so I was, you know, kind of thinking about that. I'm really type A. I like to plan things. Um, and I had a good friend who was also in academia, and she, was, and she had had several miscarriages. And she was like, you know you can't, don't, don't plan your life around the job market. Like mm -hmm. life is going to happen. Right. And that really like hit home for me. And so I kind of freaked out and we went ahead and just tried <laughs> like immediately <laughs> after I yeah. talked to her. Um, I was like, all right, we got to just try. Cause you never know. And it right. turns, I, I ended up getting pregnant immediately and I had an early miscarriage. I was about seven and a half weeks when I lost that pregnancy. Mm -hmm. Um, and immediately I started looking, I had, I had done a ton of research. I was really, really into, um, birth from a, an, a, a young age. I, um, studied women's and women's and gender studies when I was in my undergrad and did my final paper on, um, birth rituals around the world. So it was something I was really into. Um, and oh, then I cool. watched the business of being born when I was in my early twenties. And I was like, I really want to, you know, have a, have a natural birth, possibly have a home birth. And so as soon as I had that miscarriage, I, sought out, um, I sought out the help of an acupuncturist and a chiropractor. Mm -hmm. And so I started seeing them literally as I was miscarrying. I saw, saw them both simultaneously. And, um, I ended up getting pregnant, um, six weeks after that miscarriage, after my next cycle. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. And so I actually highly, highly recommend, um, both of those treatments. I mm -hmm. think that they helped me conceive both of my babies. Wow. Um, and so I got pregnant with Beatrice that was in like April of 2016. And um, things went really well. I continued to see my acupuncturist. I continued to see the chiropractor throughout. And I felt like it was a really easy pregnancy for the most part. Um, wow. I didn't have any nausea. Um, 
I had a little bit, once I got towards the end of that pregnancy, I was, I'm short. And so I was mm-hmm. running out of room, which I'm sure. Yeah. At the end of your pregnancy, I'm sure you're also running out of room, but <laughs> I had some like rib pain. And so, um, I, you know, I, the chiropractor kind of helped me work that out. Any issues, I felt like I was kind of ahead. I was trying to stay ahead of everything by seeing, by having these treatments done. Yeah, that's um, smart. Yeah, because I know that if you let them go, you know, they can really, um, you know, they can really become an issue. Debil- yeah, they can become yes. debilitating, like yeah, for pelvic yes. issues and all that fun stuff. So yeah. you knew you wanted to have a natural birth. So when did you decide, when did you start thinking about possibly having a home birth? Um, I actually decided that before we got pregnant, I, okay. I, like I said, I'm really type A. I had, before I got pregnant, like about six months before I got, before we started trying, um, I really started like listening to podcasts and, um, reading books and things like that. I, I ended up, um, this was like five years prior. I actually, um, went through doula training. And when I went through that doula training, that really kind of like solidified it for me because I started, I, I, um, attended several births, um, right after that training and they were, most of them were hospital births. And so I kind of just saw what that was like. And that really solidified it for me was just like how I felt like the, the women I was working with were treated. Um, and, and I just, I really felt like I, I knew that I didn't want that. I trusted my body and I, I knew that, you know, home birth was safe for low wit for somebody who was low risk and I, and I was low risk. So um, I kind of solidified that then. And my husband had, he, he, he's really good about getting on board with things (laughs) fairly quickly. So like he had watched the business of being born with me back when we were in our early twenties and like, he knew it was something I was really interested in. And he always just said he would support whatever I decided. He trusted my judgment. He knew I would do my research and he, he would he trusted that. So I had already kind of solidified that in my mind. I just didn't know necessarily like all the red tape, like I said earlier, um, that I wouldn't necessarily face in my state, right? Because mm-hmm. midwives really aren't supposed to attend home births in um, North Carolina. So yeah, yeah, how did that go? Did you get recommended a midwife? Yeah, so because I had done some doula work, I ended up stopping that because I was working on my PhD and it was just too much. I didn't feel like I was able to fully you know, commit myself to that work the way that I wanted to. Right. So I just decided to continue working, focusing on my, on my PhD. Um, and because of that doula work, I had gotten connected with a couple of other doulas, one who ended up being my doula for my, both of my births. And she ran a birth circle meetup, um, once a month. And she actually hosted one of them, um, right as I started trying with that before, when I, before that first loss. And so I went to that birth circle and that birth circle, the focus of, uh, of the focus of conversation was home births. And so there were several moms in the area who had had home births. There were several doulas there who had attended home births and the moms shared their stories. And so it was like this really kind of like underground safe space to, (laughs) to talk about it. And, um, there was a mom that had attended that, that, that actually, gave me the information of, um, several midwives, uh, in the area. There were, there's only, there were only three at that time that were attending home births. And so I interviewed the three, all three of them. And, um, the one I ended up choosing was, uh, a CPM. So not a CNM. There was one CNM who at that time was practicing legally. Um, how, was she, how was she able to get around that red tape? Like, wow. Yeah, so she had a, um, 
she had an OBGYN that was willing to back her. Oh, gotcha. She's since no longer practicing because um, I'm not sure the whole story, but I think it has something to do with like, again, the availability of support from mm-hmm. OBGYNs in the area. Mm-hmm. So she, she's no longer practicing. As of now, there's only two um, CPMs that I know of that are, are practicing. Again, it's kind of, un- it's under the table. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's how I got kind of hooked up to that world um, mm-hmm. is through that birth circle meetup through the doula connection that I had made um, when I was going through my doula training. Gotcha. That's very cool. So yeah. how did you prepare yourself for a natural labor? Um, so I had done the doula training. I had done a lot of reading. I read Ina May's, um, guide to childbirth. I read a, a book by Penny Simpkins called, uh, the birth partner. Um, and I listened to a ton, like literally hours upon hours of podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> of birth stories. So, I mean, there are several that I listen to like every single episode. One is called Taking Back Birth. Um, she's based in Arizona. She's a midwife that it practices in this way, um, like without an official license. Um, and I also listened to a couple others where they shared birth stories. Um, the birth hour is one. And those are, are I, I found that the birth stories were really, really, really helpful mm-hmm. in making me feel like, okay, other women are doing this. Other women feel empowered to do this. And, um, you know, they're able to, they, they built, they, you know, one of the things that I kind of took from those stories was that the support system was one of the most important things that I could do for myself was build a really good support system. Mm-hmm. Yeah, And definitely. so that's kind of what I did. I also, I did, um, I did take a class. Um, I did hypno babies and, uh, with my first birth and that, um, that really, really helped me as well. I kind of feel like with that, with that pregnancy and birth, I was, I was really excited to experience birth. I had, I felt like I was really prepared. I had convinced myself that I was going to have one of these like orgasmic births. (laughs) I was just going to breathe the baby out and it was Mm -hmm. just, I was going to be, you know, focused and, and it was just going to, it was just going to be easy. I guess I had convinced myself it was going to be easy. (laughs) I found to not be the case. (laughs) Um, It's always good to go in with good intentions. Yeah. 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 So, and I watched a ton of videos. I mean, I had my husband watch videos with me too. And I looked for videos that were like, peaceful home birth, you know, hypno, mm-hmm. hypno birthing home births. And so I just watched a lot of videos and listened to these podcasts where I really tried to focus in on uplifting and empowering stories of women who, you know, had done this where it wasn't traumatic and it wasn't scary and it wasn't fear-based really. Mm-hmm. Right. I was going to say you, you really just kind of took the fear out of the equation and that's a great way to go into Yeah. Go into labor. it with an excited. Yeah. Life. And especially for your first, that's yes. really cool. Yeah, because a lot yeah. of people do that fear factor is huge, especially with your first with all mm-hmm. the unknown. So good. I mean, you had the benefit of being a doula and actually seeing birth. And right. that's something so many women don't get to experience before their first baby. So that's you had a leg up, it sounds like that's awesome. <laughs> so then as you were approaching your due date, I know you had a pretty uneventful pregnancy. How were you feeling? Did you go overdue? Did you have the baby before? How did that go? Yeah. So um, with my first, I had, con- I, again, so I ended up kind of going backward. I ended up getting, I, I had that loss and then I ended up getting pregnant immediately, which had me do right smack in the middle of January, which <laughs> is exactly what my mentors told me not to do because I didn't market. 
Uh, yeah. That's, uh, that's the blessing of a baby is that they kind of teach you like you're not in control anymore. Yes. <laughs> so um, I had convinced myself because I had done so much reading and I knew I was a first time mom and I didn't want to have this pressure of thinking I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to have this baby at 40 weeks. So I had convinced myself I was going to go to 42 weeks in my mind. That's what was happening. Mm-hmm. Um, and I actually, I was due January 12th and I, um, looking back very naively scheduled an interview, um, and, and in academia, these interviews, they're on campus interviews and they last two to three days. So oh, wow. I scheduled my interview for the 9th of January oh, my God. <laughs> and it was not in my, t- it was, I live in Greensboro, North Carolina, and my interview was in Wilmington, which is a three hour drive East. Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. Yeah. So the plan was for my mom to come up. I hit 39 weeks um, on, I think on the Thursday, which was the 6th. And my mom was supposed to be coming up to go with me because my husband had to stay in town to work. And so we were going to go over um, to Wilmington to do the interview. Um, And they knew that I was very, very, very pregnant. And um, my midwife had basically said like, she, the funny thing is I always asked, I always wanted her to tell me like what to do, right? Like yeah. I always wanted to be like, I trusted you, tell me what to do. Um, and she always would be like, what do you feel? You know, like really like trying <laughs> like, to like, no, just tell me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so she supported it and she said that she would actually meet me like, you know, if I needed to, her to meet me like in a hotel off of I-40 somewhere, she would meet me. <laughs> so that was kind of the plan. Um, but, um, it turns out there was a, uh, snowstorm coming in and we don't really get a lot of snow in Greensboro. We maybe get like three or four snows a year. They're light snows, maybe, you know, an inch to up to three inches and it shuts the town down because we don't have the equipment to like clear the roads. Mm-hmm. Um, so the snowstorm was coming and my husband was really watching it. He is in landscape management. And um, one of the things he, that they do is they have to like clear, um, you know, they have to clear the roads or clear the parking lots and things like that. So he was really on top of it. And, um, he, um, he was like, we need to get your mom here before, before Friday. Like if we don't, before Saturday, because if we don't, the snowstorm's going to hit and she's not going to be able to come into town. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay. So we like ran around and did all this stuff and were able to move her flight to Friday. So Friday comes, I'm supposed to pick my mom up that afternoon. I, go, I, I wake up that morning and I start feeling like, um, a burst of energy, which looking back, I'm like, oh, duh, I was about to go into labor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, so I got up that morning, I like cleaned and got some stuff together. I went to the grocery store because here people go crazy. You guys are based in Florida. Is that right or no? No, we're in Pennsylvania. So oh, in yeah, Pennsylvania. Oh, we, know, we know the craziness at the, at the grocery store. So. <laughs> so, yeah. So I went to the grocery store. I bought a bunch of stuff. Um, I, you know, whatever bread goes off the shelves like crazy. Mm-hmm. So I go, I get my like snowstorm essentials and, um, I am prepared for all that. I go pick up my mom from the airport. And so my mom's like napping on the couch and um, my husband ends up messaging me and he's like, I don't have to work through the night. I'm coming home. I'm like, Oh, thank goodness. I guess because he had told them like, we're, you know, coming close to the end of my pregnancy. And um, so that was on that. This is Friday, Friday afternoon. Again, I'm, I'm, still prepping. I've like told the baby you are staying in, you are not coming out (laughs) until at least I'm done with this interview. The evening comes, this is probably around nine o'clock at night and I'm like starving. So like I make myself some like black beans and rice. I'm like, all right, let me just like, you know, eat as much as I possibly can right now. Cause I'm going to be up late working on this, this interview prep. And, um, 
we're just kind of hanging out and around 9:30 I feel this kind of like gush like like I felt like my period started mm-hmm. um and I was sitting on the couch and I, I I stood up and the minute I stood up gush down my legs like water <laughs> dripping I'm oh like uh I, I literally stood up and I looked at my mom and 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 my husband down I'm like uh guys something is happening <laughs> and they're like what so I I waddled myself to the bathroom and, um, right, actually right before that, the snow, the snowstorm had started. So snow was coming down and the baby was going insane, like kicking. I mean, I took video of her. I mean, it's like the, you know, you see those videos online, um, Mm -hmm. of the babies, like looking like they're, you know, you know, alien. alien. (laughs) And that's what she was doing. And, um, so anyway, I get up, I go to the bathroom and I, it's very clear that this is my water has broken. It's like pink tinge. It's definitely not pee. So I tell my husband and I'm like, um, my water has definitely broken, like call the midwife. Well, we're both in panic mode because the snow is coming down. And, um, literally I think I'm like, this can't be happening, right? Like you, you can't come today. Like I have an interview. (laughs) Um, I'm like, you cannot, this cannot be happening. And, um, anyway, my husband calls the midwife and she's like, okay, well, you know, have contractions started or anything like that. And you know, they hadn't, I didn't, I hadn't had any contractions. My water just broke. Looking back, um, my midwife thinks that it was the drop in barometric pressure that mm-hmm. caused my oh, water yeah. to break. Mm-hmm. Um, so she tells me to go lay down, um, and try to get some rest because it could be a long night ahead. So that's exactly what we do. My mom's like, at this point, she's kind of awake because she had napped all afternoon from her travels. and. Um, so she kind of just like stayed up and, um, was watching TV or whatever. We went and laid down. Um, and I laid down and I, I kind of fell asleep. And after, after not too long, maybe, I don't know, a half an hour, I started getting like period, like, um, cramps that were a little more intense. And so my husband started timing them. He told the midwife and she's like, okay, time them. So he started timing them. At first they were coming about every 15 minutes and I would kind of sleep. The room was really dark and peaceful and I would sleep in between those, um, contractions. And then they started, you know, getting closer together. And my husband was super helpful. He would like count me down. He was, he was noting how long they were lasting and they were lasting like 90 seconds. So he would watch on the timer and he would, and he would count down and he'd be like, okay, you're halfway through it. Okay. You have 15 seconds. And, and then he would count and he'd be like, okay, five more seconds, three, two, one. And, and they were really like very, um, very, traditional right where they would like climb they would you know I would have that little Mm -hmm. bit of a start and then they would kind of peak and then they would come down and then I'd have a little bit of a break um so we were in there for a while and then they started getting more intense and coming close and coming closer together and I was becoming very vocal um I was still in bed I was still trying basically like I had found this rhythm of just like resting in between and I didn't want to move and it it I think it was hard for me to kind of realize like, okay, this is, this is like the real thing. Like things are really happening. Um, but I was getting more vocal. My mom came back and my mom was like, all right, Dale, call the midwife again and tell her like, this is getting intense. So he called the midwife and she stayed on the phone for a little while with us and listened to me. And, um, at that point, the contractions were doing something called doubling up, um, which mm-hmm. I didn't know was a thing, <laughs> but they were last, they, they, I wasn't getting a break. They were going, they were lasting like three minutes a piece. And, and just like one right after the other. And so the midwife was like, okay, I'm on my way. Mind you, it's snowing. The roads have not been cleared. Oh, so she's gosh. like, I'm going to make my way to you. She was about 45 minutes away from where she lived. Um, she's like, I'm going to make my way to you now. And she, she told Dale to get, she's like, get her in the bath and see if that will slow things down. So my mom goes ahead and um, 
draws up a bath and um i dreaded moving from the bed to the bathroom <laughs> like oh, dreaded sure. it yeah you find yeah. that like that little groove and you're like i don't want to mess this up yes <laughs> Um, so the walk from the bedroom to the bathroom was hard. I had a, I had a contraction on that walk. And I just remember being like, I, I remember thinking like, I just can't keep doing this. Like I can't do this for another, who knows how long. Um, <laughs> so I get in the bathtub and, and I was using, I forgot, I was using my hypno baby's tracks when I was in bed. And that was really helping me. I think that helped me get through that very first part a lot. Like I had my headphones in and, you know, I was listening to those. And then when a contraction would come, like again, Dale would count me down. And, um, so I got in the bathtub and, um, when I got in there, it actually sped things up and it was making it worse. Um, and so Dale called the midwife and he was like, yeah, they're coming much more quickly now. And she's like, okay, get her out, get her out <laughs> because she was trying to, to make her way to us through the snow. Um, and so I got out and I remember at that point I started really having like a lot of pressure and I wasn't sure if it was a pushy feeling, but I felt like, I felt like I was like grunting a little bit and I, I just had a ton of pressure at that point. Um, and my mom was kind of freaking out because she, she, she was very much supportive of me, but she also was anxious about the thought of having a home birth. I mean, she had four natural births and so she knew, you know, what that looked like, but she, they were all hospital births. Mm -hmm. Um, and so she, she stayed with me in the bathroom for a minute because my doula had arrived and I was so grateful to see her, so relieved to see her. I my mom afterward was saying like, at that point when I was making those grunting noises, she was like, tell, she told my husband, not, I, you know, I didn't know that she had said this, but she was like, we're about to deliver a baby. <laughs> and, um, my doula came and she, it was just, uh, I mean, I don't know if you all use doulas, but it was just the most amazing feeling to feel like, okay, somebody is here that can help me mm -hmm. that, you know, I just, it was like the sense of relief. Like I could cry almost just thinking about that feeling of like safety and security that she gave me. Um, and so she got me in the bed and she was like, all right, let's get on hands and knees. And because I had, ha I was having this pressure. She was like, well, let me look. She was a midwife in training. So she like looked and she was like, no, you know, I don't see the baby. I don't see a head coming or anything like that. So she had me get in a couple different positions. I was on hands and knees. I was on my, you know, I, I went from like my right side to my left side. And I guess the mid they, she, or my husband had called the midwife and she was saying like, just like have her do like three contractions in each position and then rotate. Well, then, um, this was pro that was when my, my doula got there, it was probably like, I don't know, maybe like three, two 30 or three in the morning, my water had broken at nine 30. So at this point I had already been dealing with this for a couple of hours, um, gradually getting more intense. And, um, finally my, my midwife got there, it was like four o'clock in the morning and she wanted to check me. Um, and we had talked about before, you know, like I really didn't want to be checked. And if I, if I did need to be checked, like I didn't want to know how many centimeters mm -hmm. I was. Mm -hmm. um, I was afraid that that would, I don't know, do something to my mental state if I wasn't yeah, far Yeah, if you weren't far enough along. Yeah, right. I get that. Anyway, so she arrived and she said, okay, like just based on how intense I was being, she was like, let me just check and see how far along you are. And so I was like, okay, right. I, I was like, all right, I, you know, I trust your judgment. And she was like, she said, she's like, you don't have to, but it will help me guide you. It'll help let me know like how to help you. And so I was like, okay. So she checked me. Um, I used my hypno babies at that point too, to, to, um, to kind of help 
with getting through the check because that's uncomfortable. But Mm -hmm. she was fairly quick. And I was six centimeters. I didn't know it. She didn't tell me, but I was six centimeters. And so she was basically, I think, thinking like, all right, I'm I'm being more intense than than where I need to be at this point. (laughs) Um, And I actually had gotten, I had stopped using the HypnoBabies tracks. And um, I was just in a really negative mindset. I was like, I can't, I literally kept saying like, I can't do this. This is too painful. It's too much. I can't do it. I was like begging her. I'm like crying. I'm like, please just give me something, anything, like give me Tylenol. I don't care. And she's like (laughs) laughing and she's like, Tylenol is not going to help you. (laughs) She's like, Tylenol is not going to help. So she's like, I know you don't want to move. I was really, really like, I just did not want to move. She's like, let's keep doing this. Like, basically I called it like labor circuit training, right? Like, you know, she wanted me to keep switching positions. Mm -hmm. It's such a hard, like I, my sister had her home birth a couple months ago, last September. And I remember when she, like, you got to this exact point, Kate, like, and I remember Mm -hmm. saying to her, like, just, you got to move around. You got, and she was like, I don't want Yeah. I felt the same way. I was like, no, I'm going to, I want my hands to be every single contraction because that's what feels good. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But it's like, you have to fight that to get, I was like, the baby will come sooner. And I remember her like almost in tears, like lunging. (laughs) Yes. I feel that so much. Um, so we did a couple of positions in the, in the bedroom. So I was like, I went from like hands on knees and then I was doing kind of like a hanging where like the doula would support me from behind. And, and my husband was like holding my arms and I was kind of like going into like a hanging squat. And I freaking hated that position. (laughs) I was like, literally every time I'm like, no, 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 I don't want to do this one. (laughs) And they're like, no, no, you know, just do three. You can do three. Um, and I remember at one point too, the doula said to me, I actually think that this was, I think this was before the midwife got there. I can't remember. It gets fuzzy, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, she said something like, "What are you? What are you afraid of? Maybe if you voice what your fear is, it will help you let it go." Because I was not giving into the pain, right? I was like, "No, no, no! I cannot handle this." <laughs> um, yeah. And I remember thinking in my head, like, I knew what my fears were, and I just didn't want to say them out loud. Mm-hmm. Um, And part of it was, I was afraid about, I mean, part of why it took me so long to say, okay, we were going to have kids is I was afraid. I was afraid of what that was going to look like for my life. I was afraid of how it would change things, you know? Yeah. Um, And, and I think that was part of it was like, I knew as soon as I had this baby, like things were really different. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. Um, So anyway, we went from, we, we did that, those couple circuit the circuits in the bedroom. And then, um, they suggested me getting back in the bathtub. And, um, so I got in the bathtub, I was having a really hard time and the water was really intensifying it for me. Like it just brought the contractions on stronger and harder and closer together, which is what you want. Right. But also I was like, no. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and so once we got in the bathtub, I, my doula decided that she was like, all right, let's bring out the hypno babies again. So she brought the hypno babies back out and she was like, let's just focus. And one of the things that they were saying in there was open. So she's like, like, let's just pick a word, say open. And with the next one, just say open, tell your body to open. And she was trying to get me to do that. Like, you know, my mouth open, the guttural noise, mm-hmm. like open, you know? Mm-hmm. And I latched onto that. And I think I said open for the next four hours <laughs> from like open to open, 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 open. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> and anyway, so, so that helped. And uh, I was in the bathroom and that during that time, my mom and the midwife's assistant and my husband were trying to get the birth pool set up. But as a husband's go, he did not test out um, if he could get the connection from the washing machine because oh, in order to, yeah, in order to have like enough hot water and to fill the birth tub, like we had to use the washing machine connection. Mm -hmm. um, well, he didn't have the right wrench and he couldn't get it. Oh no. Get it done. Not and something you want to be dealing with while your wife's in labor. <laughs> no. And, and it was that, you know, again, we were in the middle of the snowstorm and I was like begging to get into the birth tub. I'm like, please, please. Like, cause I, in my head, I was like, once I get in there, like, it's going to be fine. I'll be able to float <laughs> and it's going to be amazing. <laughs> mm -hmm. So I kept every time he would like come back in the room, I'd be like, is it ready? Is it ready? Well, I didn't know that they were having these issues. Obviously they're not going to tell me that. <laughs> yeah. So my mom, the midwife's assistant, and my husband were boiling, literally boiling water with every pan we had in the house. My husband went and like dug the, ho the, the, the hose outside out of like whatever five inches of snow to get the hose inside. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, and I was just, it, things were just getting intense. And so finally my husband comes in and he's like, all right, the birth tub is ready. And I was so happy. At this point, it was like a little bit after nine in the morning. I, and I got in the birth tub and I was expecting this, um, you know, they call it an aquadural, right? Like, I don't uh -huh. know if you've heard that term, I'm sure you have, but I'm like, all right, it's going to be the best, most, this isn't going to hurt anymore. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and actually right before that, that before I got in the tub, my midwife was like, all right, is it okay if I check you again, just to see how much progress you've made? And she checked me and she said, all right, you're a nine to 10. I had a little bit of like a cervical lip that she kind of like, she was like, is it okay if I massage this back? And I was like, yes. Yeah. So she kind of like massaged that back. And then she was like, all right, go ahead and get in the birth tub. So we get in the birth tub and um, I was expecting this huge sense of relief and it gave me some relief, but definitely not. I, my <laughs> expectation was so high for what that was going to do for me. Yeah. <laughs> um, what? Yeah. <laughs> and it was that it didn't, it didn't do that. It didn't make the pain go away. It definitely helped. Like, don't get me wrong. It helped, but it didn't make the pain go away. The midwife suggested, she's like, why don't you like get on your hands and knees and like lean over the edge of the tub? And she's like, and that way Dale can support you more. So I did that. I leaned over and like Dale was supporting me. My mom was like getting me like a cold rag. I was so hot. My face was so red. My mom was getting me like a cold rag for the back of my neck. And I have several pictures where like my mom is like holding the rag on my neck and like giving me like a drink of water with from a straw. And I just look so tired. Um, but I, I just love those images because it's just like, I don't know. It's just so sweet to think of like my mom supporting me becoming a mother in this way. Yeah, mm -hmm. definitely. Um, yeah. And so anyway, I, I was on my knees like that. And then I started feeling pushing different, different than the pressure that I had been having before. It definitely felt more like an effective push, right? Where before it just felt like pressure. Mm -hmm. um, and so I, I went ahead and I like situated myself off of the side of the tub and went fully on my hands and knees. Um, and the midwife was like, um, she, she like got a mirror and she was like, Oh, do you want to see? And I, and I was like, okay. And I looked and I was like, no, 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 <laughs> move it, move it, move it. I don't want to see. <laughs> uh, That's like, my thought process too. Like, no, yeah. like I believe you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I looked and then I was like, no, 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 no. I don't want to see. Unsee. Yeah, yes, exactly. Where's the men in black button that you can erase that from my memory. Uh, <laughs> 
Um, and she's like, reach down and feel. I'm like, I did. I reached down and felt. And I was like, no, 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 no. I can't. I can't. Like, I just can't do it. <laughs> it's um, like, those are my thoughts exactly. And I hear people yeah. like reaching down. I'm like, uh-uh. No. Yes. No. I know. I was, I, I wasn't expecting to feel that way. Like I was really, I was so into this. I had attended birth. I was like, you know, I'm going to watch my baby come out. Like, and I was like, nope. Mm. Close your eyes. So I had, I had a couple of contractions and, and the midwife was kind of like, talking me through them. And she's like, okay, I was really yelling. And she's like, instead of yelling, use that energy and put it down into your pelvis, like Mm -hmm. quit shouting it out. She's like, use that and like push. And so I really kind of like curled myself around my stomach in a way, like kind of like art, like cat cow. I was in like the cat position Mm -hmm. and, um, and I pushed and her head came out and I looked down in the water and I saw her little head and I know. And then with the next push, I mean, it was literally like, I think I, I mean, the initial pushing phase lasted, pushing lasted me 45 minutes, which from my understanding is not that long for a first time mom. No, definitely not. Um, so her head came out and then with the next contraction, her body just kind of like shot out into the water and the midwife was like, reach down and get your baby. And I reached down in the water and I brought her up on my chest and I could see like I mean, she was like, you know, kind of like purple and she was covered in vernix, like covered. I mean, it was like in her ears, in her rolls, in her hair. I mean, it was everywhere. And um, her little cord was, it was wrapped around her body and around her leg. And so the midwife helped and Dale kind of helped me like lean back and get off of my knees. And so we we went back. And so I was like leaning, sitting on my bottom and leaning against the back of the birth pole with her on my chest. And um she was so calm and wide-eyed she just like looked up me up at me with these big eyes and um at first I'm like why isn't she crying and and the midwife was like it's okay so she's like just rub her so like I'm like rubbing her you know I was just like rubbing her but she was like awake and and fine you know she's like just mm-hmm. looking up at me I just I like, guess I expected her to cry yeah and um Aww. I I had been singing I had heard this idea on one of the podcasts I was listening to um about singing a a song to your baby in utero that you sing when they're born and so I had been singing her this song throughout my pregnancy and I I you know I just started singing it to her and the song is Sea of Love by Cat Powers I don't know if you all know that song but it's a really beautiful song Um, that's so sweet yeah so I sang that to her and then she started crying and then after she started crying I was like why is she crying? Why won't she stop crying? <laughs> I don't like the song. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I do remember just being like, you know, my initial, like somebody, I just was reading somebody's birth story the other day and they said this and I was like, that is exactly how I felt. Like immediately it wasn't, I wasn't like, I wasn't like, oh, like, let me look at my baby. I love you so much. Like I literally like threw my head back and was just like, oh, thank God. And it was this um, massive sense of relief right Mm -hmm. I was like I am so happy this is over and you're here and I'm no longer in pain Mm -hmm. and and that's what and then my midwife literally said to me something like Brooke look at your baby and oh yeah yeah and I was like oh yeah I have a baby and then that's what I like saying to her but that took me that that initial like minute of like just kind of catching my breath in a way, you know? Yeah. I mean, there's so many emotions at that time. <laughs> it's, it's hard to like comprehend. When I had yeah. my first, this is like so crazy. But the first thing I said was my heartburn is gone. <laughs> <laughs> because it was like, it's, it was just this sense of like physical relief. Like he yeah. was like out of there and like my heartburn 
literally went away immediately. But when my first, all I kept saying is, is she cute? <laughs> <laughs> you never know. What is she cute? <laughs> no, she's very ugly. Sorry. <laughs> you never yeah. know, like, especially with your first. Yeah, like, I don't what's, know. <laughs> what's going to go through your head? <laughs> It's such a weird, it's such a weird thing. (laughs) Um, But it was really beautiful after that. Like I said, I sang her the song and then I just kept saying like, I love you. And I mean, she was just so cute. And then my my husband kind of like leaned over and, you know, he was like, you know, through his tears, he like kissed her and kissed me and my mom was there. And I mean, I did, I had some really great pictures. My doula was also my photographer and she caught some really awesome pictures. Oh, that's awesome. Um, yeah. And and then it was really quick after that. So um, we waited till her cord stopped pulsing. I knew I wanted to do that. And um, the midwife um, helped, you know, get set up so that Dale could cut the cord after it was, you know, it was completely limp and white. And um, her cord was actually short. So um, that was uh, something that I, I never really even thought of, but that was kind of interesting. Um, Mm -hmm. so he cut, you know, he cut that, he cut the umbilical cord and he took her, um, and did some skin to skin time with her while my midwife and doula and um, my midwife's assistant helped me out. So literally the minute I stood up in the birth tub, my placenta just like came out. (laughs) Um, I was like, Oh, that was easy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and then, uh, they, they all helped me out of the, of the bathtub and, you know, got me a towel, got me dried off. Um, got me to the bathroom and that first like pee is always, you know, I, I like had to pee and I was like, I don't know, like, how is this going to work? I'm afraid to push. <laughs> Very um, scary. Yeah. But, um, I peed and got all cleaned up and then we walked down to my bedroom where my husband had already gone with, um, Beatrice and, you know, he was doing skin to skin with her and I was just so in love. Like she was just so cute and it was just amazing to be in my own bed. It was like everything I had, had envisioned and planned for and, I got in bed, you know, with them and, um, I ended up having to do the, like, you know, you still have to do the, where the midwife checks you out afterwards. So she, she checked, she was like checking me out, like, you know, feeling my stomach and things were going well. I had a small tear and she said that she would recommend doing, um, just like one stitch. And so I was like, okay, like I trust your judgment. Um, that was really uncomfortable though. And I actually used the hypno babies track again to get through that. Um, Mm -hmm. And, and then I took Beatrice back and I, I nursed her. She latched right away, really strong latch right from the get go. Um, and then we just kind of snuggled and bonded. And that was probably like an hour. My mom brought me some, a little snack. She brought me some bananas. Uh, she, she's really good about this, but she like cut them up into circles and put like peanut butter and raisins on them. Like she would have done when I was a kid. (laughs) Um, and I actually wasn't hungry. I was thinking I was going to be starving. I was really concerned even throughout my pregnancy that I was not going to eat and during labor and I was going to want to. So I told my mom, like, make sure I'm eating. And I wanted nothing to do with anything during labor. Like get that away from me. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I just took a couple bites and, and, and then they did the newborn exam in the bed. Like the midwife, you know, had the baby and she like wrapped her in the little sling and weighed her. And it was just really calm and peaceful. And compared to the hospital births I had witnessed, it, it was just not scary and really empowering. Yeah, isn't that um, so nice? Oh my gosh. I yeah. love that. I love that when you can just stay in bed and everything just kind of happens around you. Yes, it was amazing. And then like by the time 
I, by the time I went back, you you would never have known a birth happened at our house, right? Like Mm -hmm. everything was cleared away. Like the doula and the midwife's assistant, like they took care of all of that while the midwife was like attending to us after birth. And, um, it was just, I was just, and that's one thing. I feel like that's a question I get a lot. Like, Oh, what about the mess? Like what happened? Yeah. (laughs) It's like magically cleaned up. Yeah, it was (laughs) amazing. Um, and then we just like took our first little family nap and my mom like cooked for us while we were sleeping. So when we woke up, we had like this delicious um, pasta that she had made. And by that time I was starving and I felt like it was like the best thing I had ever eaten. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, I mean, it was, it was just, like I said, it was, I was so happy that everything, despite having some pushback from family and friends and I have a good friend who, um, was a nurse and she works in labor and delivery. And I think she had a lot of fear for me. Um, and I really tried to kind of block all of that out, mm-hmm. um, but it still can creep in a little bit. And I was just so happy that everything went well and I had a happy, healthy baby. And, um, yeah, it sounds like a beautiful experience too. So there you have it. That was part one of Brooke's story, her beautiful birth story of baby number one. Hilda has a lot of things to say about this birth story, apparently. She does. She liked it a lot. So don't forget to follow us on Instagram at birthnaturally. And if you like our podcast, give us a five-star rating on iTunes and leave a review. And like we said, you'll hear part two of the birth story next week. See you next time.